Hi guys! Hi and welcome to this week's episode of In the Mind of MNL. What it do? Happy Monday! Or whenever you're listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> it's been. I feel like it's been a long weekend. Uh, it has, Loki. I don't know. It January was just long, but happy February. This month it's has the first of the month. The first. It's the first. It's the third. <laughs> third. It's the first Monday of the month. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was That's like, what I what? meant. Um, okay, so weekend rundown. This weekend? I went home. You went home? I went home for my dad's birthday. That's today, actually. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, my dad. <laughs> um, I went home. I went to go see my family. I got home on a Friday. I went to go, and I picked up my little siblings early from school, and they weren't expecting it. Mm. I took them to go get a coffee. And I then... <laughs> <laughs> and then after that I saw my dad and he saw that I got my nose pierced and he was like you got your nose pierced he's like ah, a quien le pediste permiso and I was like myself do you like it and mm-hmm. he, they just giggled but <laughs> <laughs> there was that um, um, then I came back on and then Saturday I was just at home doing homework but I was just with them and then I came back on Sunday okay cool 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 what did I do weekend rundown um, I went to work and then I hung out with Fabian because my little brother came over. And then I just did homework. <laughs> That's it. That's how you know the semester's starting where you're just flooded with homework. It's okay, though. It's okay. We got this. <laughs> um, and then Sunday. Sunday I got home and then we were just doing homework. We doing got a homework. new rug. We got a new rug on Thursday. That was... That was interesting. <laughs> that was, we took it. We took um. It was a really big rug, and we brought it on the metro with us. We like, we we're like, okay, let's do this. And we went from where? Where did we were? Where were we? We came from. Downtown? We went. We went. We were here first. We were at the school first, and then <laughs> we ended up in downtown, and then we went back home with the rug and clothes that we weren't gonna that we spontaneously bought. Goodness. After we spent, stop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then <laughs> after oh. that we went home, and then after that we went to Cat's house and we worked out at like twelve in the morning. So that was crazy. This how it be, but no, we. So if you've been listening, I guess we um have this thing called a mental breakdown rug, which is basically a rug that we lay on and when we feel very stressed and it's very soft, so it's a very relaxing feeling. But and you could just lay on there and cry. Yeah, halfway through last semester, um, our rug got ruined, and we didn't, we couldn't find a rug that had the same consistency of like the fur. So we we're like searching for it, and we finally found one. And we found a pretty big one that fits both that fits both of us and Fabian. <laughs> yeah, it it's great. We love it, and that was kind of it. That was our weekend rundown. And um, then we were just there at home doing homework and we planned the podcast yeah you know we'll discuss their little talking points because today we have special guests we have special guests in the studio so if you guys would like to introduce yourselves we have hi my name is Cynthia and I am the president of Scholars United and then we also have the treasure, correct? Um, yeah, so I'm the treasurer. My name is Anna Velez. Okay, cool. So we have Scholars United with us today. Um, they're this organization at Cal State University Dominguez Hills, the school that we Go all to. attend to. Yeah. Go to um, so we brought them on the pod, you know, because we just wanted to talk to them. But uh, could we ask you guys about your weekend? What did you guys do? Um, so this weekend I just have class. Um, I'm in an EMT program okay, cool. here on campus. So I go every Saturday and Sunday. It started back in September and it'll be finished up next weekend. So I'm excited for that. Oh, that's Ooh, super that cool. That is really cool. Make yeah. sure to use your guys' resources. I remember you telling us that um, the program is offered, right? Yeah, I think they're starting a new one. Uh, we were the first class and I think they're starting a new one at the end of this month. Okay, cool. Oh, that's so cool. If you guys... If you guys are interested in that, you should probably look into it, you know? Yeah, check it out. Check it out. Oh. Use your resources. Is there uh, one of our members here? Or no? Yeah. Johnny? I think it's probably Johnny. Yeah. 
Oh, cool. oh, looks like we have someone else joining Ooh. in on the pod. Oh, oh, we can to talk about <laughs> Hi. Are you going to jump on? <laughs> yeah, there's. And so, um, is it my turn or? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what I did this weekend was I went to see Kobe's mural, mural, memorial, memorial, or mural. No, mural. mural. It's oh, the, the picture, um, the one in Mid City off of um, La Brea. That was probably the nicest one I've seen. Oh. And then I had my grandson, one of them, and I worked on my thesis, and that was about it. You finished, right? Yeah, it's good. It gets submitted today. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Now I have to like look for a PhD program. Yeah. Oh. Oh my goodness. Adulting. 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 <laughs> wow. An adult adulting. Um. So. Cool. Do you do you want to just jump on in? Jump or, on in. Know? Let me know when he's ready. Yeah. Um. I guess. Do you guys want to like fix your mic whenever you want? Um. But uh. So. Could you guys give us like a little introduction of who you guys are, or like? Let him go, and then we'll go back around. Yeah. You could go first. Like, I think we already did. I I did my introduction, oh. and Anna did hers. You want to go ahead and? All right. Just a uh, basic introduction. Yeah, uh, just the. Uh, well, my name is Wilson Diaz. I'm a senior here, um, business major, majoring um, in marketing with a uh, emphasis in um, yeah, emphasis in marketing management. Uh huh. Have a minor in Asian studies, but. Most of part is the Scholars United. The ra- main reason why I joined Scholars United was because um, my father, ever since I was two, he was in and out in jail. Then once he finished um, doing about 15 years in prison, he got deported back to Guatemala. So that's why I joined. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, yeah, as we previously stated, Scholars United is a club here at Dominguez Hills that um, helps out uh, introduce the formerly incarcerated so the student organization is based around formerly incarcerated system impacted individuals here on um, CS- at CSUDH. Um, you do not have to be formally incarcerated or even system impacted to help. Mm-hmm. You just have to have a um, a passion to want to help create change within our policy on and off campus because there's like a lot of things that need to change. You know, especially concerning law, how long people do. Um, and the idea of that, people have to get out, get out of that notion that people can't change because people definitely can change. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have noticed that with the help of, uh, with the implementation of education, especially higher education, like coming to a college um, campus, recidivism, which is um, going in and out of jail, mm-hmm. drastically, if not totally, goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to work it. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. have to want to create the change. But that is the rehabilitation method through education is definitely, definitely there, and that's what we're all taking a look at right now. Yeah, um, we were formerly talking like Mercy and I about how you guys provide a safe space here for mm-hmm. everyone who's been through, or not, not just them, but anyone who wants to join an ally could join. Correct? Yes, most definitely. We have people who are going into law enforcement that have joined our club. Um, we, I am right now currently the only formerly incarcerated um, person in the student organization. Um, but then, you know, there is plenty of people who are system impacted. They've seen brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, parents mm. in and out the system and has, and it somehow has um, adversely affected their lives. And then let's say we have club members who have had a perfectly nice childhood, you know, mm-hmm. totally normal. And they want to just help. They want to, because they want to understand themselves a little bit better while they're going into law enforcement, no matter what what that field is of law enforcement. It doesn't necessarily have to be a police officer. It could be anything that has to do with that FBI or anything like that. Mm. But they want to get a better idea of who this population is and just not go in with um, a tunnel vision of all people are bad. They can't change because that's basically what it gets down to right now is People have for so many years have been conditioned to think that, oh, if you've gotten in trouble with the law, you cannot change. You know, you're just a bad egg. And that's that's not true. That's not true. Yeah, there, there's such a stigma towards um, this when it's just like, why? Like, you, I mean, 
Okay, we were formally talking about um, through when we so previously we had met with them because um, we wanted to learn more about their organization and you know yeah and what what had been happening and we we got into this talk about stigma and how there's such a stigma towards um, people with this sort of background with with going through this mm-hmm. and it's instead of this instead of society trying to lend a hand and help these people out we're just they just throw them aside and yeah and no and even still even i mean yeah formerly incarcerated people like face the biggest stig- uh, stigma mm-hmm. as far as that goes but even people who come from system impacted homes mm. you know you automatically look at a person and if they tell you anything about you know what they went through you're like oh they came from a bad family right their family's crap and that's not necessarily the case once again it depends on what was going on in the home Mm -hmm. and how this person is now should not should not be based on what was going on in the home when they were children that they couldn't control does not mean anything it just there's so many variables and people have to be more open-minded um, it comes through educating people and your children at a young age. Stop mm-hmm. being so judgmental, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just creating positive change. Like if you want things to change, if nothing else at all, you want to save your taxpayer money from not to having to spend thirty-five thousand to sixty thousand dollars a year um, incarcerating these people. Mm-hmm. Then, then create an alternative, and mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to do here. Through education. Through yeah. education mm-hmm. and peer support. And I think uh, part of that stigma is that people aren't ever really exposed to, like, if you don't have this background or you don't come from a system-impacted family, um, mm-hmm. you've never been exposed to anyone who's told you, like, oh, I've been to prison or I've been to jail. And you kind of have this image in your head, whether it be through media or however, you mm-hmm. know, you learn about people who go through the system. Um, if you don't ever meet these people face-to-face, say, like, in a even in an academic setting like this, you never really form for yourself a perspective on this. So if all you've ever seen about like the system is through TV or- Yeah, you're just picking up what you're seeing and yeah, you're, you're never seeing a reality. You're not gonna look at them as people. people just usually yeah. look at a stereotype and just mm-hmm. brush it off. Yeah. Uh, um, we, we were talking um, about how DH, is one of the most diverse schools, uh, a CSU campus, yes. mm-hmm. but yet they lack covering this. Like, why? Why is this so ignored? Or um, I well, uh, I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, you're fine. I've no. I've, I've often <laughs> I've often it, questioned yeah. this. I have brought this to the table a few times. Like, you guys are living in the dinosaur ages. Like, mm. how is it that? You know, we're in Southern California, and mm-hmm. you have all this competition around you, which mm-hmm. is all the other um, CSUs um, in the general area. Right. And you're about the only one who does not have anything for formerly incarcerated students here on campus. Because we're trying to br- bring Project Rebound here. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get it funded, and we're trying to bring Project Rebound here. So that way, if anything happens to the student organization, there's still a space for people who are formerly incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Because there's many people who are incarcerated getting their um, education, getting their AAs, and they're trying to pursue higher um, a higher education mm-hmm. once they're released. But they're going to go to a school that has more resources. Mm-hmm. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, They're coming out with high GPAs, and they have a pick. You go to Cal State Long Beach, you go to Fullerton, you go to here, go to here, and I'm like, that why not? Why can't they come here? Let's just provide the resources mm-hmm. and let's get up to speed. Like yeah. we are the most diverse population around. Right. This should have been here a long time ago. Yeah, you know, a student organization alone should have been here a long time ago. It took me forever <sighs> to get it started. Uh, to get it started, and I finally, th- when all the co-founders finally met after like two and a half years. Then finally, but I know people who've been on campus before me that was trying to get this started and could not. They just kept get, getting shut down, shut down, shut yeah. down. And what like kept you going through that? Like what was like? Okay, you said like there was all this going through all this process. Like what? I'm what sorry, was I'm just stripping. your? No, you're fine. Go, <laughs> go Don't ahead. But like, you kept persisting and kept going, and you know your ambition just didn't stop to get this on here. And like, the reason why was because I was frustrated. Mm. I was a extremely extremely frustrated i had to go off a of campus to get any like 
I have a GPA, and the only mm. reason why I bring it up is because it wasn't that I was sitting here not being able to do, um, not able to um, do my academics, because mm -hmm. that was not the problem. The problem was is that I had nobody to connect to, mm. and I was trying to reach out to professors, but professors are overworked. They have a, a huge caseload. They have all their classes, and it's I I, I feel sort of um, bad, mm -hmm. like coming in and trying to connect to something to someone that had no idea where I was coming from. Mm. And so I was having to go off of campus to to connect, and I was frustrated. I tried to um, ask people here, um, uh, the counseling department, what uh -huh. could I do with my degree, um, ha being formerly incarcerated, having uh, fel multiple felonies, where can I go, they couldn't help. Mm -hmm. um, I was in class, and they would be talking about this, talking about that, and their stories did not match anything that my lived experience. Yeah. Right? So I would, I would feel sort of displaced and then mm. I either felt like I had to hide who I was mm. or I had to disclose for them to understand me. Mm. And I, it was like a precarious situation. I was afraid of the, the last, you know, backlash, yeah. backlash of disclosing, mm -hmm. but then I felt like I couldn't, um, I couldn't really connect unless mm. they understood. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all this, all this, all this had to stop. Mm -hmm. Like if you're if you're trained in a certain area, and you understand the po your population a little bit better, then I wouldn't feel the the need to either disclose or to hide it. Mm. I should just be able to come and sit down and be myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That. And so I wanted that change. I yeah. wanted that change. I mean, I don't I don't care what anybody says. I wanted that change, and I was going to create that damn change, mm -hmm. and I did. Yeah, along and with other with the help of my team. Of course, and you're starting this, and um, I we sat into a meeting, and it was only for a few minutes because we were kind of in a rush. But uh like you see what what's going on. You you can see what you're creating and what you guys are all working towards, and it it's almost like, dang, like you're you're proud of it because it's like you're doing this. But it's like, why was it not started before? Exactly. Why was this not covered? Why is like, this? Why, did, why are you barely giving these resources? You yeah. know, especially in this population, this school. Yeah. This, school, this should have been a long time ago. Yeah. Like if yeah. you look at the surrounding communities, it's like, okay, you have a lot of people coming out of the system, either on probation or you know whatever, and this school has nothing to offer them, but it's in the heart of you know a certain mm -hmm. communities. Yeah. So. Marginalized communities. Right. It yeah. is. We're a Compton Carson. It's mm -hmm. a marginalized community. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We're not in freaking Long Beach in the nice area of Long Beach where your homes are a million dollars. Right. Like yeah. uh, we're like we're we're fighting against uh, gentrification and all kinds of stuff. There should be absolutely no reason why this isn't here already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, thankful that we do have a nice team. Jackie really puts in a lot of work and the rest of us and all of us and then also too, there's some faculty members here on campus that mm -hmm. are really helping to uh, bring Project Rebound here. Yeah, they're really supporting. Um, so we do have a nice handful and we're actively pursuing this. So what type of events do you guys hold or um, what do you guys have coming up in? Um, what do we have in March? Yeah. Is our next? No, February. February, the panel? Yeah. Oh, so in, um, so in February here this month, uh, I think it's in two weeks? Three weeks? Three weeks, that the flyer will be awesome. Three weeks. Um, we're gonna have a system impacted panel. Uh, so if you guys don't know what system impacted is, it's basically um, a way you would identify yourself if you have um, family or loved ones or anyone who's been through the system or has been impacted by the system and it's somehow adversely affected your life. Um, so like me, myself, I would identify as system impacted in this org because you know my parents or my dad was in the system growing up and stuff and like you know that hard life but this panel is to kind of shed light and awareness on the fact that these students experiences are different from other students experiences especially with the childhoods that they've had um, how she was saying that um, we're not necessarily formally incarcerated but you know we've been affected through our parents sisters brothers whatever and um, it makes our perspective a little different on this whole system yeah. as a whole, as opposed to someone who has no exposure to it. So this panel will be um, comprised of mostly students that identify as system impacted. And we're just gonna talk kind of like this, like they ask us questions and we'll share our experiences. Okay. okay. 
cool. So if you guys want to attend that. Yeah, make sure to stay um, updated with them. D- can you guys, do you guys have an Instagram or do you guys have um, the app for that? Yeah. Right? Wilson. It's a. Oh, Wilson's our. <laughs> D-A- yeah. I believe it's like DH underscore Scholars United. Yeah, so it's a DH dot Scholars United. And that's pretty much it. That's our Instagram name. But you can also find us here in Torrent Link. Just type in uh, Scholars United and uh, we should pop up. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, so, so stay updated with any of their events. And yeah, um, we also, my bad. No, go for it. Go ahead. <laughs> we also have a big event coming up in March, I believe, mm-hmm. like, I'll say two, two and a half weeks ago, we just got approved about seven or $800 just for oh. this one event by itself. Uh-huh. I don't know if uh, Anna or Cynthia want to talk more about go it, ahead. but we have a... Uh, but it's a, RSVP, remember. Yeah. 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 Put that out there. First come, first serve. RSVP, first come, first, come, first, first serve. serve. Stay tuned and... Resources yeah. I believe we have a... Space for about 150 people, right? Is okay. it? It's, it's a, about 150 yeah. people, but basically, um, I won't say who unless yeah. they want to. But we have an NFL player coming to yeah. to the school coming in March to talk about topics such as these and just uh. And also a guest speaker, uh, Dr. Banal from Cal State Long Beach, who had um, actively um, pursued the the change of being able to sit on a jury trial, being mm. formally incarcerated. So you were never allowed to do yeah. that before. And he, he got that law changed mm. along with his cohorts. Oh, mm. wow. Okay, so we'll make sure to stay tuned for that also in March. Make, make sure to follow them yeah. on Instagram and stay updated with yeah. everything. Uh, it's, uh, you guys, it's RSVP. <laughs> make, sure you, you make sure you have all that when you come to the door because I'm sure it's going to be a, uh, a big turnout. It's going to be a big turnout and you, you know, you're not going to want to miss out, mm. most definitely. And then we're also having another event. Um, it's going to be an expungement clinic, and it's going to be the end of the year. Okay. It'll be May 2nd. Um, if you have any type of uh, misdemeanor conviction, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and work through the um, through the paperwork with you so we can get your record um, expunged. I mean, it will eventually, I'm not going to lie, it's going to eventually come off. If it's just a misdemeanor, it'll eventually come off in seven with years. Time. Yeah. But if you're actively trying to like look for a job and those little misdemeanors are coming up and missing mm. you up, we can we can make that shorten from seven years to six months mm. just by filling out that paperwork for you. Oh. And those ex- those are like they like if you were to see a lawyer, they would go well over a couple hundred dollars just to be able to get the paperwork. You know, for him to sit down with you and go over the paperwork and do all that, and he's gonna do it for free. For free, yeah. So, and all you got to do is just mail it in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, with all your events happening, um, so one of them is RSVP. Yeah. And that's the one happening in March. March. With yeah. the NFL players. It's a criminal justice awareness month. It's going to be coming out soon. Uh-huh. Uh, we will, uh, we have to, you know, we have to go by school guidelines. Mm-hmm. Of so, course. we won't be, um, we won't be able to announce it until... Until then, uh-huh. until they say so. Until they give the go, okay. But you see, yeah. once you see that flyer go up, I'm telling you guys, don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on <laughs> it. Don't Yo. sleep on it. RSVP. You heard. RSVP. <laughs> Make sure yeah. you bring your student ID or mm-hmm. something because you will be checked in at the door as well. Yeah. Mm. Okay. okay. Um, so, uh, um, one of the other things we discussed I believe was um, how hard it is for like, like to adapt back, and how people like don't make it easy. Oh, reentry. Yeah, reentry. Reentry is uh, more for form- people who are formerly incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, it, it, it's weird because I'm I'm finding with my research and with the people I know, um, I'm finding that there's a weird. Um, <laughs> There's a weird bridge that still needs to be crossed. So they think of reentry only as people who are formerly incarcerated and they're coming back into society, which is true. It's true. You know, that that in itself, um, you don't even, like, it's so weird. It's like a hierarchy, so it's hard to say. So you're thinking usually of somebody who's doing 20 years or 18 or 15 or 10 years and they're coming in, they're getting out and they're, they're, they're coming into society mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. a reentry. You know, it's like a new birth. Yeah. You know, and these people usually sometimes what I have found, especially in the, the movement that I'm a part of, um, 
they're into education or they're into policy change there's something going on but they're they're building that they're crossing that bridge right mm -hmm. but i've noticed just from my own personal story and from others that you don't necessarily have to do a lot of years it depends on what your life was before you got incarcerated so if you were in the streets if you were a gang member in the streets doing drugs gang banging um, or you just lived that type of life where you were just committing crime boom all the time you were just you were you're in the hood you're just doing your thing you don't have um, normal what is that called uh, what like life skills or perspective skills yeah life, life skills. skills you don't have them you, you tend to one never worked if you did work it was probably some crappy job you never showed up to or study skills or study yeah you don't you don't ha you don't have you don't have people skills mm -hmm. you have street start smarts street smarts and people skills are two different things right. like two different things are two different worlds right yeah. and interactions you, are different your actions and how people talk to you and how you treat people when they talk to you in a certain way mm -hmm. all those are honed when you go to school like that's where I got my skills from was coming to school because it would be a few times and I would have to talk to people like like what's up what is that called? I think it's like uh, a sociology professor talked about. It. It's like social capital. It's like the ability to kind of navigate through these spaces where, you know, you're not yourself the way you are at home, but mm -hmm. you have to be a certain it's way. It's called code switching. Is it's it code switching? Something, something like, like that. that. Code switching. Very good. That's a, like that's a really good term for it. Yeah. yeah. Word of the day. Code because you're that, like, it's not just a re I feel, I personally don't feel it's just a reentry of coming. Now, believe me, being incarcerated, especially 20 years, that's the most... Um, I, extreme condition, right? You know, especially if you've been in the hole for all that time, right. but because um, then you don't have no type of you've been depleted of any type like of human interaction. Yeah, but even when you're coming from the streets, if you've been homeless for a long time or any of that, that still sort of applies, just not at a such a um, extreme level. Yeah, but it still needs to be addressed because. Mm -hmm. In order for us to be able to um, get our education, to be successful in classrooms, and be able to get jobs afterwards, we have to learn that. Mm -hmm. And that's why education, even post-incarceration, is so important. Yeah, that we um, we're gonna say. Uh, so you you have you're going for your PhD, what you previously mentioned, correct? Because you're yeah. doing your master's, masters, if I'm not incorrect. Here at yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So just I don't know when when we're talking about this. I was just like, wow. Like that to me is you're you're beating you're beating the odds. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're showing like you think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But like, nah, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to do I'm going to reach out, go to all these resources. I'm going to fight for what I want. Like that's, I don't know, that's the change that you guys are just putting into the like into this. I mean, institution sort of at school like yeah i love csudh i, I want to the thing is is that i talk crap Me too. but I, I love it here and i want to be able to <laughs> feel it you know what i'm saying i want them to be able to be like i don't know who's blind up up they need to take off the blinders <laughs> and embrace everybody mm. because this is how you're going to get more people in yeah right. by yeah. embracing everybody mm -hmm. and this yeah. is how you're going to grow and you're, i mean why not why not provide a safe space like yeah. what's so wrong about what's it? What's so wrong about like people trying to get an education, trying yeah. to grow and learn? Like we were talking about how hard it is to get back into society. Like why why make it so difficult? Exactly. What's the whole point of that? You know. Yeah. And then we go back to the point of why jails were started and why that institution was created and why like instead of like Profit. wanting yeah. to better them, they just use them for free labor and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like exactly. um. Could we touch up on uh, uh, the fires with, um, I, were you mentioning that? Yeah, um, so I did, a, I did a research project last semester. Mm -hmm. um, I did it on uh, California justice, I mean California like criminal justice reform and some of the AB, like assembly bills and Senate bills that were passing or were that uh, pending to be passed. Mm -hmm. um, one of them, I forget the exact number, but one of them was about uh, letting formerly incarcerated individuals into like the EMS system, and that meaning that they could uh, get paramedic jobs, EMT jobs, firefighting jobs, um, 
that was on you know on the floor or whatever to be passed but I, it hasn't gotten passed yet mm. um i honestly from my perspective i don't think it will be just because of the stigma that there is with these people mm. and um their backgrounds so i've read and like the opposite to letting people with these backgrounds into the system is that oh well this is how people think like they'll say like oh well you know if my grandma goes into cardiac arrest or something you know like i don't want some individual with a violent background to go and be the paramedic that saves her life and it's like but why not it, like I mean, she's saving it's, it's no and and that's you know what a lot of us like you know younger people will bounce back to like well they're saving your life what does it matter what they did yeah. 20 years ago but that's the way the system is and i you know i've even heard it from like different people like that that yeah. will just think like oh well um it's because of that stigma and you have to understand like i understand it from their perspective as, as well because the older people that are like in this system mm -hmm. they grew up in a different time than we did they didn't grow yeah. up mm. with like all this like mm. you know social change and, and you know freedom and add like like it, it's just different so like i remember cynthia was telling me that like are they wrong for thinking this kind of stuff because it's like uh what did you say about was it your brother somebody said like yeah um, putting yourself in the other person like yeah like is um how did he word it you can go ahead the thing is is that uh it's just an open-minded view. So yeah. I always look at two sides of everything. There, mm -hmm. There's this side, there's this side, and there's the truth. And always, all throughout life, I'm telling you, no matter what it is, argument, whatever, mm -hmm. always look at both sides yeah. to better understand the solution in the middle. Right. And it's with my compromise. my brother, he had mentioned, he's all, he's all, well, how did he say? Like uh, if I've lived my life this way and I don't yeah, have a clean record. If, if, yeah. he's d if he's purposely stayed out of trouble right. mm -hmm. this whole time mm -hmm. to get the job that he wanted, which he has, mm -hmm. and to be able to have what he has, and he's worked diligently to do that, then, and then the person who was getting in trouble, that was their also their free choice. Like his free choice was to do this, to obtain this, and this is what he like did. Like go to school and walk the narrow road of, yeah. you know, staying out of trouble. And mm -hmm. So why should... Why should he feel bad for somebody who has actively gotten trouble, gotten trouble, gotten trouble, gotten trouble, committed crime, did not, yeah. did not sacrifice anything, yeah, to get what they want, and then turn around and then finally at a certain age and say, hey, I want your job. Mm -hmm. He's all, why should I feel bad? He's all because they haven't sacrificed anything like I have. I sacrificed like my free time and yes, instead of doing and getting in trouble yeah. and and it wasn't that we did not grow up in the same damn home because yeah. we did. So mm -hmm. his basically my way shows you the type of environment we grew up in mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but he he fought against that and he went the narrow road mm -hmm. so and i and i i you know what i couldn't even argue with him right. mm. i couldn't because he did purposely sacrifice uh, sacrifice a lot to get where he wants mm -hmm. and so and you have to look at it that's what society's thinking it's not just him yeah this is society a in a whole broad perspective so you have to take that into consideration when you're, when you're advocating for policy change, mm -hmm. and how can we present stuff like this to where it's fair to both parties? Mm -hmm. Because like, from going back to like what I said about the opposition to that one bill, mm -hmm. um, I see where they're coming from. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's your family's life in their hands, do you like? You might think like, well, do I want someone who has all these violent convictions coming to my home or my, you know, loved one's home mm -hmm. when they're by themselves and they're at their most like they're they're at their most like weakest point. They're yeah. You know, like they're the most yeah like the most fragile at that yeah. point. And I, I get it. I do like because if it was like someone that I know, you know what I mean? Like you might feel that way, but. It's hard, that's so kind of like ingrained and conditioned in you to see people a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really easy to be like, oh, well, they knew what they were doing. But like, did they? I mean, if they were a kid and then they got convicted at such a young age and they get thrown into this crazy system. Or like if they yeah. just were forced into it and had no other choice, like. Yeah, if it's like they didn't have that, per they didn't have parents to be like, hey, no, that's wrong. It was yeah. like, if anything, it might have been parents encouraging them to, you know, go. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's it's like, how do you, you know, like, and then, then there's that argument, too, that like, oh, well, are you a product of your environment? Or like, are you, you know, it's, or, or are you like what you just choose? Like, are, are you just like how you said about your brother? Like, we had kind of, you know, this we grew up the same way, but we both chose different paths. It's like nurture nature, I guess, is what I'm getting into. Yeah. yeah. 
It's a trip. It's a, and yeah. especially juvenile law. That mm. whole system. That no. That rebound, man. That is no, horrible. Yeah, that the system just the system general, in general is just, messed up. It, oh my goodness. And I know. I know we're talking about like um, what do we believe? Like everything we see in the media, but like s- some of it. I mean. I mean, like, when we first started researching, like, this topic to get more into detail with it, mm-hmm. we started watching, like, these shows on uh, Netflix that were coming up, you know? Mm-hmm. We just wanted to see um, certain documentaries. So we talked about um, the, thir- the 13th, correct? Oh, uh, the documentary about the prison? Yeah, yeah, correct. So we were watching that, and then um, just, like, these different, like, uh, When They See Us is, like, a recent one that, like, has popped up. Oh, about, like, the, the Central Park Park. Correct, yeah. yeah. About, like, all these um, juveniles, like, especially people, like, marginalized people or people of color that have been, like, held down by the system and, like, yeah. going back to how it was created and why it was created. And uh, it's just... It's a sad truth, my bad. But yeah, no, 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 go ahead. In reality, yeah. there's a, there is this uh, school-to-prison pipeline mm. that's, that exists, and oh, it's yeah. just a sad truth, especially around these neighborhoods, neighborhoods that I grew up in, you know, South Central. I went to high school in Inglewood, mm. you know, Watts, you know. It's just the harsh reality. And it, it's like, it's, it's like kind of like you choose, like, one thing or another, I mean, uh, this probably, like, this is just me throwing something out there, but, like, uh, military, like, coming to, like, do tabling at, like, marginalized communities. I, yeah. This also, like, t- ties back to this, like, you could go through this path or you could do this. Either way, you're going to suffer and like, I, go through something. I went to a high school where we were supposedly the worst high school of the district uh, back where I'm from, mm-hmm. and the ROTC program was the the best program that we have in like the valley mm-hmm. and it was the one that was most like looked into and everyone was on it like everyone was hyping it up we had like military people like from every different branch coming in and like trying to get people and then it's just become like so like you already know half of the kids that graduate from there are going to go to the military like you already know you're Something from a, that's like a desert, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm from a desert, too. It's kind of not the same way, but, you know, I grew up in a border town. So, like, I mean, that's just when you come from a small town, I feel like that's what it is, though. Like, you just either you want to get out quick or you, you know, you're lucky enough to get accepted to, like, a four-year and you get out that way. It's just, yeah. it's, it, it can be very, like, where you're from, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, it's, that's easy to sell, too, to kids because they're young and they just want to get out of this mm, desert. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, where do I go? The military. Yeah, it's easy. But it's yeah. uh, the military, too, is disposable. I mean, have you, if you really, really look at it, don't get me wrong. I have, like, grandpas family, yeah. and everybody. There's a lot of military in my family. Yeah. But especially now, have you, like, has nobody, like, tripped out on it? Like, like really thought, you have to have a high school diploma. You have to be a certain type of education. You mm-hmm. like your educational level you just don't play you have to place yeah you know and then you can't have no you can't be in trouble so basically these students would be people who are going to be able to achieve something outside of military mm, like something greater than yes. with yeah whatever but they're, they're, but they're, they're being targeted, thrown in they're targeted especially marginalized populations mm-hmm. or whatever because they're seen as disposable and yeah. so we were afraid that they're going to be more than what, the, what, you know what I'm saying? What, what is offered. And I, I didn't yes. mean to get, like, off topic on it. I just wanted to, like, connect it to, it. like, just to see the branches off, yeah. how that's rooting but off. it's a trip. Because, yeah, because, like you said, it's the sad reality that they, this is what they do to people of color, marginalized people. They just, the system's so messed up that it's just like, okay. It's, I mean, and then, like, unless you're, like, happen to be an extremely high IQ, mm. and I don't know, I, I, before I can even make a judgment, I would like to see the majority of the color of the people that are, let's say, um, you know, what are the, the, not the pilots, the, yeah, pilots, where are they? Air Force. Air Force? Yeah. Air Force is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, are they predominantly white? What is, what's mm. going on with that, you know? And, I mean, you have to place really, really high. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they have to take the ASVAP. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that is. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
get educating. Huh? It's like it's like an SAT for like military. It's a, yeah, it's a, basically a placement test placement. to see oh, okay. what type yeah. of job you could get in yeah. that military branch. Yeah. yeah. And uh, most people, like like I said, from low income communities, mm. score really low, so mm. they just put them in infantry. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're yeah. disposable. That's what happens. They blow off their arms and. You and know, then the government forgets up. about them. They say that they give them a check every now and then. But and they're who, homeless. Yeah. And the system just keeps going in a loop and just continues. Yeah. <sighs> yes. <laughs> it's a very... It, it just is... Like, why, but why do they get to be like that? I, and I then the rest, who doesn't place high mm-hmm. or who doesn't, who doesn't come out with a high school diploma... I mean, if you look at the the prison population, I think it was at like 40% or something like that. People that go in have no high school diploma. So mm-hmm. do you see the... The correlation between the correlation. education and um, yes. getting incarcerated mm-hmm. is, you know, a lot of people, like you said, go in without a high school diploma or without, you know, even those skills, like you said, to like obtain a, a job or mm-hmm. anything like that. So there's a correlation there. And that's why... Um, we really try to encourage these individuals like Cynthia and everyone else who's, you know, formerly incarcerated to stay in education and go mm. higher because yeah. it opens the door for people coming out after mm-hmm. them. Yeah, because you s- like like you said, like there's people who go in without a high school diploma, mm-hmm. but then sometimes they come out with a diploma because they they study while they're incarcerated, and they're the because they're the ones that are trying to be like the difference and they want to like better themselves even if it's like through education. The, the crazy thing, though, is my thesis is on does higher education reduce recidivism in formerly incarcerated students? Why? And I'm only looking at the um, uh, post, um, post... Post what? <laughs> I'm like, post Malone? What? Post Malone? <laughs> yeah. um, I'm only looking at people who are... Um, Post-incarceration, sorry. Yeah, so, no, you're fine. I'm only looking at people who <laughs> are good. going to college after. When somebody says, well, why are you studying this population? I'm well, it's because we no longer matter to mm. society. Like, yeah. that the, the, uh, the, judicial, the judicial system don't care about us anymore because mm. they're not making money off of our bodies. Mm-hmm. They're no longer able to exploit our services, mm. so they don't care. Um, they're hoping that we'll recidivate so we can go in there and do more free labor and get in more trouble and just keep going back, you know. And, I mean, there's actually, there's a correlation. And what it is is when people become educated and you start to see that it's not just you, but it's a bigger picture out there. Mm. That, like Tupac said, we weren't meant, we weren't meant to survive. Mm. That's exactly what it gets down to. We weren't meant to survive. Yeah. It's like um, the whole like, do you know like how um, you know what CDCR is, right? California mm-hmm. Department of Corrections, and then the R is rehabilitation. Yeah. So <laughs> that wasn't always on there. They they added that for re- rehabilitation. Um, I don't know how many years ago, but it wasn't always part. Really? Of it. Yeah, no. Oh. It was just California Department of Corrections. Now it's and rehabilitation. That's why they add the R. Um, but there's that that no rehabilitation. It, you know, you know, it's just like. Um, when we think of rehabilitation like what do we think of we think of like drug addicts right we yeah, think of rehab like you know rehab yeah that's like they're helping you like, yeah. helping that they're supposedly helping you like mentally and like to get you to off get of a drug right yeah so it's that's what i think of when i think of rehab i think of oh a drug addict going to rehab right rehabilitation yeah but in this sense when you think of a uh, someone going into the system or going to prison like do you think of rehabilitation because I that doesn't come to my head no. instantly you know? I think of just so jail and, I and, yeah. and bars I, and but if you go to like other countries where their systems are a little different um, the prison system isn't isn't like ours you I, know yeah I was gonna say uh, Sweden actually like I, they I, look like college they dorms. They look like college dorms. Their cells. Their cells. I would go back to prison. Oh, my God. I'm in sorry. Sweden. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was watching a documentary yeah. on it. and I, I seen that yeah, one, yeah, too, I, too. Yeah, And I was like, wait, like, this looks like a college dorm. Yes. I was like. I was like, like are they living better than me? And, right. and, and right. like. It's different. So different. And, like, why? Like, how come they, you know, like. Why is that they, for like, why can they do that and, like, we can't have that here? I think it's part of the whole rehabilitation topic that, like, um, is it really, like, rehabilitating them? Like, is it getting them ready to, like, reintegrate? With all these, like, re-words, like, it's to go back to something. That's what re-means, to, like, redo. you know? But the thing is, is if you look at men's prison, 
and what goes on in those facilities is it, it, gladiator school doesn't even describe it it's out of control mm. so where in the hell is the re rehabilitation coming from so you're basically training people if they've never had a kill before or they've never had you know what i'm saying you put them in there and they have to survive mm. and it's not just survive against the other people who are incarcerated it's the damn police in there too mm. it, it's it's they're even worse the, sometimes the, 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 they set up stuff the, the, it gets crazy the police could be worse than the inmates themselves because mm -hmm. then they'll turn them against each other or they'll do something and then so when you're in that type of environment and vigilance you're always afraid when are you supposed to rehabilitate? When are you supposed to? And then w I've been in prison, mm. and it used to be called SAP, and it was like when you went in there and you had a drug conviction, and you go into these like little hot trailers, and there's like all these women shoved into this trailer, and you're just sort of like popping back and forth. And these classes are like for like freaking fourth graders or third yeah. graders, yeah. and you're just like. And I would just sit in there and I would just like, what the hell are we doing in here? Like, this is, I could tell you I did not learn one thing from there that mm -hmm. I can actually remember. Like, it just killed time. That's all it was. It was like, okay, after this time, then we go to chow, and then we go here, and then we go there. Mm -hmm. Another day, one more day before I go home. And just do it again, do it again, do it again. Until, and then unless it was foggy and then we couldn't. But there's no rehabilitation. There's so many things that we can actually do to rehabilitate people. Mm -hmm. It's not even funny. The but it's like you said it's disposable you know like it that, that's what they want it's like the stigma too it's like um uh those it, it's like when prison workers um try to ask for higher wages there's people that come back and say that like well you're in prison why should you be making money like you're in prison you're serving your time you should you're not there to work you're not there to make money but it's you know but they're doing work that is out here is paid better but you so. get in trouble if you don't go to work so what do you mean yeah if you don't go to work if you're not programming in certain uh, some type of way and you'll get in trouble yeah. they will pull you out there will be a problem like they'll write you up or whatever like so you're either going to school mm -hmm. or you're working and you you just don't sit i don't know about men's prison but mm -hmm. women's prison you're not just allowed to sit you're not allowed just to like lounge lounge like you have you're so you're they have you like doing something like constantly? yeah and then they, like if you're doing almonds if you're out in the almond field okay jesus it's like <laughs> it's physical freaking labor and you're picking almonds but yet you're getting like 30 cents an hour and it's hot ass sun. like it's insane and i was just like me i'm so stubborn i was <laughs> just like write me up <laughs> right me up. I, mean, I, would, I would go, but you would just screw around because it was like these people are crazy yeah. with their thinking. I, the no. Oh, go ahead. Bad. I was going to say, going back to the topic about getting prisoners getting paid, last year Fortune came out with an article when uh, the California fires were going on. Mm -hmm. They had actual prisoners buying mm -hmm. the fires, but they're only getting paid about $3 an hour. I think it's a lives. dollar, isn't it's, it? Uh, that I did. Let me see. About like two dollars, dollars from according to from uh, this article right here. But the point is, you know, they had prisoners out, out there fighting the fires in the front risking lines, risking their lives, and they were just getting paid Especially maybe two dollars, like, three dollars, yeah. a dollar. And and you said like you, it's not like you're just standing there, like you're forced to do something. Oh yeah. Like, oh, no. well, so for the the firefighters, they have to be like physically fit. They have to go through some kind of training. Yeah. You know, like there's that. So yeah. like you know you're your chances of not hurting yourself are greater but you know at the same time like you look at firefighters out here and what they're making it's it's insane it, like you're not you're not but it's uh it's the it's, a um, it's like a, it, I feel like. A, a for lack of better words it's like two-faced what is it like it's a you you're trusting these people who are incarcerated at that time to have your back and not to let you die or let you burn up mm -hmm. but when they come out and they apply for that same job for that they've been trained for for months gonna, because when you're in a like fire yeah. camp you are trained yeah. you are trained just like you're a firefighter right like you have to do all the physical things i mean like carry your gear and everything, hold the line everything yeah. everything 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 even down to the way they eat everything everything is all about fitness yeah they have been trained for months and months they have been out there you have to because it's a dangerous and they come job. out and they can't even apply there was for a, a job that they're absolutely qualified for. and so then that's when the bill that you said that what, they were trying to pass it it was a, actually from i think it was a congresswoman from san bernardino somewhere like that from one of those okay. districts um 
talked about potentially passing this bill. Well, she wrote up, she created the bill, mm-hmm. and they put it up to see if it could get, like, you know, passed. But it's, it's like, they're... So I think they, they did an interview with the with the captain with like a fire chief I forget from what department but he said um, about talking about these girls that would fight the fire because mm-hmm. they're like you know my age like 22 they're young yeah. like they're early in their early 20s and they're serving their little three year sentences in prison whatever it is um, and he had said like oh well a good way I remember he said a good way to keep tabs on these girls potentially when they get out would be to hire them you know yeah. and that was like oh but that's people were like oh but that's like way down the line because. The thing is, like, getting hard, it's, it's hard to get into, like, uh, it's hard to become a firefighter here in California because the pay is really good. It's real competitive. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to do it. The wait time can be up to two years. It's not as long to be a police officer. But um, what would happen is that you would get people who, you know, like you said, have walked the narrow path, have done everything, went through, got their little, you know, their AA, I don't mean to say little, but got their AA or AS in fire science or something and then, you know, became a paramedic, and which is great. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's great. But then you have someone coming out of prison with no type of really educational background, but they have this kind of like free training that they went through, applying for the same job. Don't you think people would get mad at that? I think people would. You yeah. know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. like, I, like I, people I would be like, it's not fair. Like, I, I did this, and you just went to prison, you got training, and you came out. Like, well, I think that's... Make it a little bit, maybe have them go to um, school also. Like, yeah. it just... It's, it's just hard, like, to get to fight, because it's a big stigma. It's just hard to get through that, like, oh, well, you served a record. Like, I remember me and Cynthia were talking about it, and it's like, well, does your sentence really ever end, or your conviction process ever really end when you're out here still kind of, like, facing, like, oh, I can't even get a job at Walmart, or yeah. I can't even, yeah. you know. Yeah, people still just look at you as like, your record. Like, as if you were still in prison almost, yeah. not, no, But then again, why don't we just create more jobs? If people right. are that, I mean, because California is a big state. Mm-hmm. It's just like you hear it all the time. Yeah. We're running out of room. We're running out of room. <laughs> but if you travel, you're going to see there's plenty of room. Yeah. It's just not built up. They're not build, as good. On, build, yeah. create jobs, and then there's plenty of jobs. Yeah, I was, I, my little brother actually, we were talking about this. He's like, he's like, the only reason people, like, aren't going out he's like it's because everyone wants to be in these big cities like but he's like but there's so much room in between these big cities like go build there he's like you act like you can't rebuild this go to arkansas or mississippi arkansas Arkansas. Arkansas, whatever go to mississippi go to what what but there's nothing out there but it's a build up yeah like build Mm -hmm. but then the system out there is different here like california i would say just from you know, like, I'm a, I'm a criminal justice major, so I've learned a lot about just the system in general. Mm-hmm. And California's really good at criminal justice reform, I would say. We're one of the, like, for oh, one of the, for in the states, like, we're, we're pretty good for what we do and how we try to combat recidivism compared to other states. I'm not saying we're great, but yeah. compared to other states where it's, like, it's so different. Like, mm-hmm. when you have a criminal conviction in other states, it's different. California's really good at trying to reintegrate these people. Or at least, I'm just going to say, at least at trying. It may not be 100%, but yeah. we're better at it. Well, I think California just has some, like, we're kind of, like, nicer laws anyways. Oh, because we're more progressive. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I don't think we have nicer laws. I wouldn't. Maybe not, not nicer. nicer none, but I think like, we started the three strikes, right? Oh, they did? <laughs> I don't know. I have oh. to look at it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I could be wrong. I'm not. Like, in terms of... Um, just I want to say in terms of like reforming the system, yeah. we're we're quick on that. When we see a problem, we're good at getting the bills out and you know at least trying to get them passed. People write we're them progressive. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're progressive. We're progressive. Yeah. Or other states, it's like oh that's not gonna happen. We're not gonna yeah. do that. You know. So I think California is good at that. Um, oh, I know. There's some states that are just out it's of just freaking control. It's just really hard for it. They make it insanely hard for you know people with these backgrounds to to go there. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so with that being said, um, I guess the whole point of this podcast is just to bring awareness into what um, Scholars United is doing here at CSUDH, how they're trying to get us um, to be more inclusive, to, you know, provide a safe space, and that's what they're doing, that's their mission, um, you know, anything else you guys would like to add about you know what you guys are really trying to do i mean thank you guys for coming on the pod i think it's yeah. great that you guys are starting this so that everyone and not everyone knows about this and i i really hope that like more people like find become out become aware of become this. aware yeah. of it so that they know that there's a safe space to like where they can like go and relate to people and just go and this is chill. just what we're always preaching about make sure to use, use your, your resources. resources resources yeah we're, they're here for a reason 
I mean, it's not like, you know, they have whole Instagrams, you know, that promotions. They got all these events going on. It's not like they're it's not here to help you guys, you know? Yeah. And um, even if you're not, like, even if you don't identify with, with it, you can just go and ally and learn and educate yourself more because you could learn something new every day and we, you'd be normalizing it. We, yeah. uh, we volunteer a lot outside mm. of off of campus mm. also. Oh, um, we were supposed to do a beach cleanup, but that kind of fell through. But we did sign up for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's my fault. It's because I, I took president, uh, um, I, I was voted into presidency and I'm not, um, I'm not Jackie. <laughs> no, because our last president was super like, you know, environment and like, let's do this. And yeah. we're like, okay, so and it was I'm, like, I'm older, cleanup. so I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, when it gets closer to summer and we can all tan and like clean go up to the, the beach. Same time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, yeah. we can do that, but smart. Yeah. yeah. We try to do different but, stuff. So. But we, oh, what I was going to say is we volunteer a lot mm. off, off campus. So right. right now I'm currently working with ARC, um, Anti Recidivism Coalition, mm-hmm. uh, which is um, helping creating policy. You hear, you hear about the AV bills, AV 147, or whatever, whatever, whatever. So that's uh, a lot of time that's ARC. They're based out of Los Angeles, uh, and they're the ones that go to Sacramento and try to get the bills and try to get the bills changed. Yeah. So, like a lot of policy training and stuff. So you can go in there. Uh, we also uh, a volunteer with Initiate Justice, which is like volunteer mail night, and people will be writing in from who are incarcerated. Um, we're answering their 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 um, questions. Their questions about policy, though. It's not mm-hmm. about personal. It's mm-hmm. about policy. Like they'll be like, "What happened to this bill?" What happened to um, being a senior and maxing out and woo this and that? So we generate those that those letters mm-hmm. to the appropriate people, and then we do that. Uh, we're also gonna hopefully be uh, feeding the homeless. Not too long. We're we're actively working with that. We're connecting with the surrounding um, community colleges. Yeah. To create a path. Oh, into higher education. So, like, mm-hmm. oh, we're trying to reach out to community colleges to show them, like, hey, you know, if you do identify like this or whatever, like, you know, if you are formerly incarcerated, um, we want you to go to this CSU. We want yeah. you to get your bachelor's and master's and mm-hmm. go ahead and do whatever you got to do and keep going. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And um, just like every other university out there is doing it, but we right. want to, like, I think it's CSUDH being a small university and not And a lot of transfers come here. Mm-hmm. And not being, mm-hmm. um, not being still in the dinosaur age oh proactive or progressive (laughs) Uh, like just need to like just you know they need to like it's just like you you have the the mom and she's still dressing in the 70s and you're all like here let's give you a makeover here let's give you a makeover (laughs) (laughs) evolve a little it's still the same mom but yeah she's just gotta evolve a little little. yeah evolve (laughs) there you go yeah um but but Thank you for starting this organization. Yeah, and, and thank you thank for you. encouraging, mm-hmm. encouraging and everyone. And then uh, thank you to my team. Because if it wasn't yeah, give for a them, shout out. Yeah, would yeah. <laughs> be nothing. My team. Yeah. Um. So if you guys would like to give any that shout team. outs, uh, shout out your uh at or your um, your Instagram again. And then. All right. <laughs> any last things you guys would like to catch I'll, up on? Oh, when's our oh. next meeting? We should say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next, yeah, our next, yeah, our next meeting will be uh, tomorrow at 6 o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. I'm in the second floor of the library, I believe. Is that what it says? <laughs> just Come on, president. Go ahead. <laughs> where, where <laughs> we go? Uh, while Cynthia finds that out, I just want to say again, um, <laughs> Our Instagram is uh, dh.scholarsunited, and uh, just come join us. You don't have to be mm-hmm. a formerly incarcerated or system impacted. This nope. space is uh, open for ev- everyone. Just come mm-hmm. join our meeting, see if you like it or not. Yeah. Hopefully you do, and uh, just no come join. Yeah, We're just trying to break people. Co- be part of a community network. 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 Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the next meeting is about it's a it's a small meeting. It, we're talking about the budget and we're looking to do a um, another really big project for next semester, mm-hmm. another big event. Um, but Tuesday, February 11th, we're having a um, a meeting from six to eight. Um, this is LSU Multicultural Affairs. Mm. So and that's just a general there. body meeting? Or? Yeah, that's okay. a general meeting. So, yeah, anybody's welcome to those. Um, you, could, you don't even have to stay the full time. We're cool if you just drop in, want to hear what's going on. Uh, we won't pressure you into speaking or anything. Mm. If you just want to hang out in the back, that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, so um, make sure to do that and mm. follow them on their Instagram. Stay updated with their events. You know, um, Toro Link. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think... We live in a time where 
this shouldn't be a problem anymore. I mean, I understand. I, I, I get the other half, you know, I, I see, you know, the open-mindedness of it, but um, I don't know, just in my perspective, I don't know. It's time to make a change. Open up. It's 2020, y'all. I don't know. Break but down those stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all the stigma that's around marginalized communities, around people of color, around, you know, this whole crazy system. Uh, I get frustrated talking about it. But, um, <laughs> but thank you for li- tuning in and listening. And make sure to use your resources and network. Uh, and happy Monday. Have a good week have, have a, good a good day is today a holiday no 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 is it <laughs> wasn't like ground no that no groundhog day, groundhog day? wasn't that yesterday <laughs> wasn't it oh, wasn't no. that yesterday yeah february 2nd groundhog day yeah oh yeah i did not like holiday. <laughs> okay yeah it's my dad's birthday happy birthday dad <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode we appreciate it and uh we hope you guys have a good one bye bye